When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. This is the tailgate. Our last word before kickoff between Oklahoma and and Kansas State. Thanks for downloading at Soonersports.tv slash podcast or on Digimedia and, of course, on SoundCloud. Search Sooner Radio Network. Okay, coming up later in the podcast, I did a little swing by Sooner Women's Basketball Practice on Wednesday. Had a chance to catch up with Gabby Ortiz and Coach Cole. So Sherry Cole will make back-to-back appearances on the Sooner Sports Podcast coming up a little bit later on. We'll touch base with Toby Rowland. Toby also has a sit-down interview with Wyatt Thompson, the play-by-play voice of Kansas State. Plus, you'll hear from Oboe and Dede Westbrook after his historic day against Texas in the Red River Showdown. Before we get rolling, we did want to send a huge congratulations out. Depending on when you are consuming the Sooner Sports Podcast, uh, last night, as we taped this on a Thursday morning, the OU women's volleyball team picks up a big win on the road as they sweep Texas Tech 3-0, so they win it in straight sets. The Sooner volleyball team will be in action on Saturday night right after the OU-Kansas State football game, the OU-Kansas State volleyball game will take place. Another big night for Alyssa Inneking, who registered 19 kills, 37 assists for Audrey Alford, who is having a phenomenal season as the Sooners hit 32% from the field, taking care of business in set one, 28-26, winning the second set, 25-23, and dominating in the third set by a final score 
of 25 to 17. Oklahoma volleyball improves to 12 and 7 overall and even out at 3 and 3 in Big 12 play. All right, let's move on to soccer. They're in action on Friday night against Oklahoma State coming off a tough loss to Baylor. They'll look to end a two-game losing skid. And as we mentioned, Big week for basketball, both men's and women's team in full practice mode. We'll hear from Coach Cole and Gabby Ortiz coming up a little bit later on in the tailgate. All right, coming up, you'll hear from Oboe and Didi Westbrook as we get set for Oklahoma and Kansas State. But we always like to go behind enemy lines on the Sooner Sports Podcast. So before you hear from Wyatt Thompson, let's hear a little bit from the head coach of Kansas State. He is Bill Snyder. He is a legend. And this series has been unique in that the road team has won the last five matchups. During his press conference this week, Coach Snyder talked about defending these high-powered offensive attacks that have as many weapons as Oklahoma has. Well, I, I mean, you name it. I mean, every, every aspect of it is difficult. I mean, they, <clears throat> they do have such tremendous balance. And... Uh, you look at their numbers, and you know they're they're pretty uh, adept both offensively, or uh, both uh, in the running game and in the passing game. Uh, the numbers are you know reasonably close to each other. So uh, you know when you have that kind of balance, you can't focus defensively on just one area. And and they've got you know some tremendous playmakers. And Westbrook is back now. I mean he's had five long distance <coughs> touchdown receptions in the last two ball games and you know when you've got that big play capability and then you can hand it off to Perrine and you know and he can knock you back four five six ten you know yards I mean there's uh, there's just so much balance there that it's uh, uh, not an easy preparation you got to play every snap uh, uh, you know as intensely as you possibly can without having any real uh, foregone conclusion about what they're going to do with the ball. One of those weapons who had a huge day on Saturday was Didi Westbrook. Before we hear from the voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson, let's hear from a couple of Sooners. First, Didi after history in the Red River Showdown. What really led to all that success on Saturday, man? Was it just you getting healthy more than anything? Uh, I mean, it's great to be healthy, you know, uh, but that, that wasn't all me. That was um, the offensive line blocking as well as they did. You know, Samaj P. Ryan and Joe Mixon running the ball as well as they did. And uh, the combination of the other receivers running their routes uh, getting me free to really pretty much make big plays. Can you even put into words what it does for this team to get a win in that environment and kind of carry over that momentum? Uh, it, it, it do a lot. You know, uh, just pretty much us coming out and getting ready for K-State is going to be uh, a game to remember this weekend. Hey, final thought, because I know you got to run. That communication, that chemistry between you and Baker, at an all-time high right now? Uh, I mean, it's getting better. You know, uh, it's just that brotherhood that we, we've developed, you know, from last year up and to this point. I mean, it, it's just going to get better. So from D.D. Westbrook, we go to the opposite side of the ball, and it was a good day for Oboe and crew, especially with so many new faces in the defensive backfield. First and foremost, congratulations on the win. How excited are you guys to have this streak now heading into Kansas State this week? We're real excited. We got some momentum going. We got some young guys in there. They got some snaps. So we're just ready to go. What do you feel like you've improved the most as a pass rusher since the start of the season? Um, just knowing like when I can go, when I have to like be more patient, just situational things. I feel like I get better with that every game. 
How much of a challenge does it become? I know Ted had asked you about the spin move that you broke out against TCU, but to continually kind of evolve in your toolbox and what you can use because now teams they have tape on you, they're scouting you. How much do you have to evolve every week, Obo, and how you attack offensive linemen? Uh, I just have to watch film. I got to see what an O-lineman's weaknesses are, what their strengths are, and just try to exploit those. How huge was it for everyone to stay together through all the injuries on Saturday? It was It was huge because, like, to win that game, it took all of us. So all of us being together was really important. Well, you think the young guy stepped up in that outside backer role, seeing uh, the way that Caleb Kelly came in and played well. Capri Doucette seemed like they really had a good game Saturday. Oh, man, they, they did a great job. They did an excellent job. They were prepared, and they were ready, and they went in there, and they did the job. Finally, real quick, at the back end, yeah, it was a different voice in Ahmed Thomas, but to see Will, Will Sunderland make that big play, to see the other young guys out there, how much does that breed confidence on this team when everyone steps up and takes advantage of their opportunity? Man, there's a lot of confidence. Like, I was so proud of him to come in there and make a play as big as that, you know. Um, when, when young guys are making plays and, and everybody's, like, you know, confident, then it's like the sky's the limit for our defense. Congrats on the win. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. Good stuff from Oboe, who is really starting to come into his own in that outside linebacker position. All right, from Oboe to the voice, Toby Rowland, before we get a sit-down with Wyatt Thompson, joins us, the voice of the Sooners. You hear him on the game plan earlier in the week. And, Toby, I, I, I know as we tape this, it's Thursday, so you've had a couple of different shows, including the press conference show, the huddle, and obviously the Bob Stoops coaches show from Rudy's on Tuesday night. I've had the coaches corner. What do you feel like we've learned over the last couple of days of game week as we count down to OU and Kansas State? Um, I mean, I think the overwhelming storyline this week has been health for Oklahoma and just exactly uh, who do they have to go to battle with. And I don't – we know a little bit in that regard, um, but I don't think we're going to know until – you are down on the sidelines on Saturday morning and you're looking around to see who's in uniform and who's not. So um, I think that's been the biggest story of the week. We had the little uh, uh, semi-trash-talking incident, I guess, mm -hmm. that has taken place with uh, Reggie Walker saying that uh, Samaj P. Ryan and Joe Mixon are uh, pretty easy to tackle, which I think uh, made some ears perk up, whether he meant uh, – to provide any bulletin board material or not, I'm afraid that he did. But uh, yeah, I mean, who's going to play and who's not um, is the is the biggest storyline this week. I don't. Uh, Kansas State's Kansas State. I mean, there's really there's nothing any different about what they do or what they want to do in the Bill Snyder era. And this is copy and paste the exact same team, which means we're going to beat these guys. If you're OU, you're saying we're going to beat these guys if we don't screw it up. And unfortunately, you go into the mind, you go into the game with that mindset, and they kind of force you into psyching yourself out and screwing up. And before you know it, you've committed a couple of turnovers, and they're up ten to three, and you're in the third quarter, and you're like, "Dad, gum it! How did we? How did we get here? Now we're in a dogfight." I, I hope people get a chance to hear the coaches' show because Lincoln Riley, Sooner offensive coordinator, said it so well to kind of uh, elaborate on that point, Toby is what makes them so good is how committed they are to their scheme. You know, they're not they're not going to deviate too much offensively or defensively. It's unique because it's it's not like option football unique, but it's unique because no one else in the Big 12 really does what they do offensively. But then again, Toby, they're even more so there's just nothing they're the same. 
and they just go out and they beat you with it. And that's the highest level of praise I think you can give to a to a team that just has a great coach and a great group of coaches and always seems to find a way to be in games whenever you think they have no chance to. They're good. They're good. I do think they're the best defensive team. I think they're right now, if I had to rank them, I think they're the third best team in the conference. I'm but, with you uh, on that. But they're, uh, you know, I don't think they're better than Oklahoma. So I, I think if Oklahoma plays its game on Saturday, they'll win. Can I can I tell you something that uh, isn't football related that, Please that do. I learned this week? Is I had a chance to stop by the basketball practice, men's basketball practice. I saw you so. tweet about this. Man, they are, when you walk in the gym, I mean, I don't know how good they're going to be, but that's the best-looking bunch of athletes that they've had around here in a long time. I mean, just physically, when you walk into gym, into the gym, you go, boy, they got they got some racehorses now. I snuck by women's basketball practice yesterday, and I felt the same way. I felt the same way about what Sherry has this year. When you looked out there and you saw Gabby Ortiz hitting threes, you saw a couple of the freshmen that you feel like are going to commit uh, are, are going to play a lot in their in their first season. Toby, I think we're going to have a sneaky good basketball season for not just. I, I think a lot of people expect. With six returning seniors yeah, poll? for Go women's. Ahead. I think we're going to have a really good, I think people kind of expect it on the women's side. But I think it'll be a, a little bit of growing pains early. But I think by mid-February, I, I think you're going to be having I think you're going to be having a blast with this team from what I've – not just what you've said, but that seems to be a consistent theme from just about everyone who's gone by to see what Lon has going on. Yeah. Uh, Christian Doolittle jumped out at me, 6'7", freshman – who looks like he's been in a weight room for a few years. Uh, <laughs> Which is a rarity for a six seven freshman coming in. Yeah. No, he is not skinny. Uh, he he is uh, put together. And I'll tell you, though, I, I had heard uh, quite a bit about Darian Strong, and, and he looked good, but the Jordan Shepard kid was running a lot of point. They had him running some point with Jordan at the two. And then there were occasions where he was running a point by himself for kind of the second unit there. But for a freshman, looked really composed, shot the ball well. I think that's going to be the big deal with this team is how well do they shoot the ball. I mean, that's, you know, they lost a couple of guys who can really historically fill it up in Buddy and Isaiah. So I think they're going to rebound and run and play really good defense. And maybe they'll shoot the ball well, too. I'm not saying they won't, but I think that's the biggest question mark going into the season is how good of a like a three-point shooting team is this team. All right, thanks a lot, Toby. Can't get enough of Toby Rowland. He sat down earlier this week with Wyatt Thompson to give us some perspective on the Sooners and Kansas State. Uh, tell, me, <laughs> tell me what I should think about this football team. Tell me what you think about this football team. It's been an... An interesting season with the trip out to Stanford, and, and I thought they played really well, especially in the second half. You went mm-hmm. to West Virginia and, and maybe should have won that game. Crazy game. I listened to you on the drive home last Saturday from uh, Dallas with that uh, uh, Texas Tech game. Great job, by the way. But what what, you, what do you think about this Kansas State team? I'm excited about it, Toby, to be real honest with you. this I think we knew going into the year that defensively with basically nine starters back they had a chance to take a a decent step forward and i think they have done that it's been really a a paramount thing having dante barnett back he he was injured in the opening game as you know a year ago and missed the rest of the season and he's 
<laughs> he's the guy that led us uh, in, in, in the play calls. He, he was the guy that had started more games defensively than anybody on the roster a year ago, uh, gets that year back, and it's just been a major difference. We've also seen the emergence of, of Jordan Willis. Uh, he leads the league right now in, in sacks and tackles for loss. He's been really, really good. But there have been some surprises, too, defensively. On the right side of that defensive front, we've got two redshirt freshmen playing right there right now, Trey Deshaun and Reggie Walker, who've been great. The issue for this team is is what what can they be offensively? I think they're still growing, still evolving, and clearly far from where they need to be yet. And that may have cost them a little bit, or uh, if, if not a lot, in the West Virginia game. Well, I don't think there's any doubt that Kansas State's the biggest different styles. Obviously, West Virginia and Texas Tech want to throw the ball around, and Stanford is as good on the ground uh, as a whole lot of teams in the country. Um, when you look at the matchup specifically against what Oklahoma brings to the field on offense, how do you think they match up against against the Sooners? Well, I'm not trying to be funny, but uh, after last year, it scares me a little bit. I've been here a long time. This is my 15th year, and in my time here, that that whooping that K-State took last year here uh, was, was the worst one in, in the time that I've been here with Bill Snyder. Um, I, I think they really did a – you have to be concerned about Baker Mayfield because of you know how he extends plays and makes plays and has the ability to run. Um, and and that, that combined with the – the Westbrook kid and, and, and P. Ryan and Mixon, uh, they, they just have a heck of a lot of weapons. So it, it will be a challenge, but I think you're right. I think K-State does have a – I don't know if they're the best defense in the league, but I think they're in the neighborhood. Um, and and I, I think they'll, they'll you know, have a good plan, but you got to go execute. K-State's been fortunate against Oklahoma the last couple of times down there enforcing turnovers. That would be a nice thing to do again, but it's, it's harder, harder to do than you might think. What do you think K-State does best on offense? Well, that's a really good question. I think for the most part, it's probably the quarterback run game. I think it's been the most consistent. They haven't used it as much um, as I, I think that they're capable of, and, and maybe they'll use it more this week. Maybe they won't. Uh, I, I don't think we know that, but Jesse Ertz can run. He, he is a decent thrower. Oh, I think he's a better thrower, Toby, than what we've seen so far. Uh, but but this is a kid that's been here three years, and other than in a little bit of mop-up duty, has never really played until this year. Uh, and, and he's still growing and evolving. It's, it's hard. I mean, he's played in 10 career games and five of those this year. So that kind of gives you a sense of, even though he's been around a little bit, um, and he'll get a, everybody around here calls him Redshirt Junior, but he's going to get that year back. I don't think there's any. I'll be shocked if he doesn't. But uh, I think that's probably the best thing. In combination with him still learning and, and the rebuild offensive line, there have been some pretty wild ups and downs. I'm also excited about Byron Pringle, um, a return guy and a receiver, a Butler County Community College kid who's been pretty good. Um, I, I've caught some of your games, but you know how it is. We're always playing at the same time or coming and going. Sure. The, Joe, Joe Hubner, are they using him kind of like Blake Bell used to get used for Oklahoma, short yardage situation and things? They haven't the last couple of weeks, but I, I think that is something that they could do at, at some point. You know this. You, you cover the league, and 
Joe's a big guy. I mean, he's six four and every bit of 215, 220 pounds. And, uh, he's a little bit of an upright runner, but he, he's a good runner. Um, he hasn't played the last couple of weeks, but, and, and I think sometimes with Bill Snyder football here, you kind of, that happens and you kind of forget about him. And then boom, sometime they run him in there and he does really well. Everybody goes, Oh yeah, I remember number eight. <laughs> I don't know if that'll be this week, but I think some, at some point we'll see that. Who do you think is better between West Virginia and Texas Tech? You saw them both the last two weeks, and they play each other this week. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll say this. Let me start by saying it this way. In all the years that I've covered the league, I, I really mean this sincerely. I think Mahomes is the best Tech quarterback I've seen them have. He, he really does a terrific job. He, he's kind of a free spirit uh probably sometimes needs to get down a little bit quicker in that, but he can make all the throws. He's got some weapons. I just love his competitive nature and his toughness. I do have to say, though, I think overall, maybe it won't play out this way, but I think because of their defense, I think West Virginia is a little bit better. It's close. I guess it just depends on what you like. I think West Virginia has more balance throughout its its team, but offensively, Tech's a nightmare. How's Bill doing? I think he's doing well. So, so many people, you know, you know this, everybody asks all the time, um, you know, when is the end? And, and <laughs> I don't think he even thinks about that. I don't think he even knows. I, I think this is going to be a feel thing for him. And with the job that he's done here, he deserves that, I think. Um, I, I, there are a lot of people that you talk to around here that think that, this will be it for him. But there, there, some of those same people thought last year would be it. I don't see it that way. I think he's got a little more in the tank left. And what does that mean? A couple of years? Maybe three? Yeah, I'd say. Is there, you know, when people do talk about that and who might mm-hmm. be next, who, who's the name or two that is kind of percolating up there? Well, I think there are, you know, some people will bring up his son, Sean. Um, who's our special teams coordinator and a really good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people will throw out the, the K-State tie names, if you will, and that would be a, a guy like Jim Levitt, who's the defensive coordinator at Colorado. And it may be, you know, Brent Venables at, at uh, Clemson, who you are quite familiar with, obviously. Yeah, Brent, Brent is from Salina, played here for Coach Snyder, coached here for Coach Snyder. Uh, certainly it could make some sense. I have not talked to either one of those guys in terms ever in terms of what their interest level would be here. But those are the names that are mostly bannered about. There are others, of course, but those are certainly the lead guys in this case. Oklahoma, Kansas State, this Saturday pregame at 9 a.m. If you haven't downloaded yet, make sure you download the TuneIn radio app where you can get all the play-by-play action for absolutely free anytime, anywhere. Download the TuneIn radio app, and we'll be on the air with the coach, Teddy Lehman, Toby Rowland, Rufus Alexander, and myself at 9 a.m. Saturday morning to get you ready for the 11 a.m. kick, Oklahoma and Kansas State. All right, let's shift gears before we head out today. Mention, I swung by OU women's basketball practice yesterday, had a chance to catch up with Sooner head coach Sherry Cole, who's excited about practice so coach, far. Coach, obviously, first uh, couple of days of practice. How's it gone so far? How are you feeling about the way things are coming together? 
Really good. I love practice. I love watching guys learn, and this group is very intent. Uh, we have senior leadership that's just been fantastic in terms of their expectations of themselves and their expectations of their teammates. So there's a lot of accountability in the gym, which makes the coach's job really easy. It really appears as if you've got I don't want to say leadership as if to minimize anything you had last year, but it seems like that number of leaders has stepped up and that little something you talked about they might get from uh, the gym rat nature of Buddy and Isaiah has kind of rubbed off on some of these players. We had a great offseason. The quality of the practice time that our players put in was as good as it's been in a long, long, long time around here. But I think there's just been such interpersonal growth um, among our players that that, uh, even though they're five months older than they were when it was all over, uh, their perspective is different, and sometimes that switch flips as kids move from their junior classification to their senior classification, and a lot changes internally in terms of your perspective, in terms of the way you handle yourself, in terms of the permission that you give yourself to be a voice within a team. And uh, we've got a big senior class, and I saw a lot of permission slips being given <laughs> to themselves and to one another. And uh, some pretty impressive freshmen, too, not just in, in the size, but I, I see a couple of freshmen out there, Coach, it looks like they're going to play quite a bit this year. Um, some really talented uh, freshman obviously Nancy's missed a few days here in start of practice with uh, some injury situations and uh, it was in practice today and it's going to take her a little bit to catch back up but uh, Chelsea's been fantastic Morgan Rich can really score it um, so they're they're moving along at a really rapid pace and I, I give a lot of the credit for that to our ability to have training camp and go to Spain earlier in in the semester um, but in addition to that, you know, EJ is a sophomore and she may be the most improved player in the gym, starting to understand um, why she's she's supposed to do the things that that uh, we're asking her to do. And so I've just seen a confidence leap in her. And um, that's what you want from everyone, the addition of those freshmen, but also uh, jumps in in cognitive ability and in physical ability from your other guys. Is, is it fair to ask for a comparison of where this year's team is at this point as compared to last year? I mean, is that even a fair question to pose out there, Coach? It's probably a fair question, but I'm getting so old I can't really remember <laughs> what it was like last year at this time. Uh, I, I do know that I'm, I'm very pleased with um, the balance in terms of our guys are really intent on getting better. Um, they're not satisfied with a complete day of practice with everything about it. So their standard is really high, but at the same time, they're playing with a great deal of confidence. And that's a, a really important fulcrum to balance on, and this group is doing that right now. A couple quick final thoughts. Uh, it, obviously, I had a small sample size, but it really looks like Gabby has a lot more confidence in his stroke and that outside jumper uh, more consistently. How, uh, how has she come along with her perimeter shot? Gabby has her rhythm back, and uh, physically she has her bounce back. And I could say the same thing about Joy, and neither one of those kids were uh, completely healthy at any point last year. And when a big part of your offensive arsenal is in explosiveness and you can't explode, then you are handicapped. And it doesn't only handicap you physically, it then puts you in a little bit of a closet mentally. And so both of those guys feeling good when they play basketball is just huge. You know, Chris, you think about it. If you and I go to work every day and we've got a nagging injury or just a pain, if your back hurts every day or your hip hurts or your shoulder hurts, it affects your energy level and affects your performance. And those guys lived with that all year last year. And a few others too, Peyton had a foot injury last year. So those guys just feeling good and bouncing around makes all the difference in the world. There's something 
gets me excited, and it's looking and seeing the schedule starting right around the corner. And uh, it, it's important to have that sixth man at the LNC this year, Coach. And we we want to see that energy return. So from that perspective, it's it's a big deal to get out and get these season tickets and these tickets early, isn't it? It's a huge deal. Our, our team takes such energy um, from our fans in the Lloyd Noble Center. And obviously, we understand it's our responsibility to play in such a way that they have something to cheer about. But they've got to be here to see us do that, to have the energy. So it's a, it's a, a snowball effect. Uh, I think if people do come out to these early games, they're going to get a taste of what our team's capabilities are, and they're going to like it, and they're going to have a great time, and they wanna, they'll want to come back. So I just uh, urge everyone to buy your tickets, come out early, and get a taste of it, and see what happens. Final quick thought. Maddie, how's she coming along? Really a uh, big-time leader for you this year. You can kind of sense it in watching her and how she handles her business on and off the court. Yeah, I'm really proud of Maddie. Her growth has um, has been off the charts, and and I think probably what I'm most pleased with is the fact that she's not even satisfied with where she is. I think she's finally given herself some credit for the ground that she's covered mentally, emotionally, physically, uh, in every way possible as a basketball player. But I think she's also starting to see that she can push that bar up and go even higher. And I love that. I love that constant hunger and curiosity and that, that striving, that sense of chasing mastery in every element of the game. And she's got that right now. Maddie is in love with the process. And when that happens, you got a chance for something special. Thanks, Coach. Thank you, Chris. And you heard us mention Gabby Ortiz in that interview. Watching Gabby practice really looks solid, looks fluid. I asked Gabby if maybe having a, an off season where you didn't play overseas consistently and if there was more time with your team, if that kind of helped you get a little bit more rest, get a little bit more rhythm heading into the season. Um, I think it's sim- – I mean, I didn't play as many games, obviously, but with us going to Spain and having the foreign tour, um, you know, we had a, we had 10 practices under a belt and three more games. So it was kind of similar. I mean, it, it was probably a little less, like, stressful and draining on my body just because I was overseas for a month um, and that I didn't have this summer. So it was nice to, you know, get be with the team the whole summer and really um, get to build with them because I missed a lot when I, I went overseas uh, last year. So it was nice to just have all that bonding and, and make all the workouts my mind is blown talking to you now and you're a junior I mean isn't it amazing how quickly time flies it's I it freaks me out like I I'm like how am I a junior I still think I just got here um it's kind of it's kind of freaky and I just you know I'm just appreciating every day and really want to take it all in because I'm a junior and I feel like I said I feel like I just got here <laughs> two more quick ones and I'll let you get back to lifting your shot looks great how hard did you work on it how do you feel like it's improved this offseason I uh you know, I, I, I feel refreshed. I, I, I'm, my rhythm's back, and I, um, I'm really, I really focused on just getting, getting that rhythm back, and, and we're doing some new stuff with the footwork-wise, and I think re- me really focusing on my footwork uh, has really helped me and just slowing down. And so I focused on the little things, and uh, I feel good right now, and uh, it, it's been fun. What have you learned about this team through a couple of practices? Uh, I learned that we're, we're learning to be pretty consistent. Um, well, in the in the off season we were, and um, we want to take that into our practices. But uh, we're open to learning. We've uh, learned a lot of new stuff, so I think it can be challenging. But um, I think we're very we can be vulnerable with each other, and we can get in each other's stuff, and um, we can respond. And so uh, we we've done a great job so far. All right, there it is, the tailgate. You should be ready for kickoff and for tip off, right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. We'll be back Monday morning with the refresher, a recap of everything in Sooner Athletics. If you're not subscribed, do so at SoonerSports.tv slash podcast or through the iTunes store, search Sooner 
Radio Network. Have a great game day, OU Kansas State, 11 a.m. kick. Again, 9 a.m. pregame. And until the refresher on Monday morning, everyone have a great game weekend and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.